Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Nope. Written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele under his Monkey Paw Productions banner, Nope is the science fiction horror film starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yeun. The movie is out now, but if you haven't seen Nope yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our review. We will be talking spoilers. Thanks to Universal Pictures, we were given access to the Perth premiere of the film. The title was rumoured to be an acronym for Not of Planet Earth or Not Our Planet Earth based on the movie poster, but Peel later revealed that the title refers to the reaction he hoped to elicit from audiences. Nope. Jason, you have the plot. Two siblings who run a California horse ranch discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above, and the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. So this is a big one, isn't it? Jordan Peele, first he gave us Get Out, also starring Daniel Kaluuya, then us, and now, nope. I've got to be honest, I went... Opening weekend, you got to see it earlier than I did, but I'm talking mid to late afternoon on a Sunday. Hardly anybody in my screening. And I'm talking to people since seeing the film. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's really talking about seeing it. I don't understand. I I mean, it's strange. Like, for for film buffs like yourself and I, um, you know, the the idea of these Jordan Peele horror flicks i know have been very appealing following get out you know best picture it won didn't it it did win yeah anyway best picture um us i yeah i i don't know i think so i think it did i'm pretty sure it did oh my god we're terrible at this um but yeah us thoroughly entertaining engaging gripping wow this this comedian turning you know like turning to horror um (laughs) with something to say like these movies so far like two for two we get excited about this third one but again like you said i mean maybe it's the marketing this i mean this movie isn't exactly i guess selling itself as as something that that is must watch entertainment unless you're familiar with jordan peele his work that he's done so far um yeah i, I don't know i don't know but hopefully maybe we can spread some good word here. <laughs> Get people... Yeah, I hope so. I, I just... Yeah. I mean, I've talked about on the podcast many times, like before Get Out, before us, I was a fan of Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, his sketch show that he did with Keegan-Michael Key. Those guys did that movie together, Keanu, about the cat action comedy so I was familiar with his work and already really enjoyed us, but not just the two of us. Like his films were building momentum and an audience, and it's just strange that they don't seem to be here for this. Like even that box office, like in the US, you know, around the world, it I mean, it's not looking to be a flop, don't get me wrong, but I'm just surprised that the amount of buzz this guy had been building. And then this movie's come around. I mean, some criticisms that I've seen online, like people like in the comment section, you know, you're gonna find weird comments if that's where you <laughs> that's where you're gonna look. But things like it's a silly title, not gonna watch the film. I watched the trailer, 
didn't really get a feel for what the movie was about. Not to waste my time on it. I mean, I mean, it's that's like... it. I mean, that's a fair statement. You know, like if the trailer doesn't do something for you and you don't feel like spending your money on, you know, the the ticket, then fine, stay away from it. Um, yeah, but it's it's less the trailer doing something for them than it is the trailer not showing you what the film is. A mm. movie like this, it really it can't show you what it is. And, you know, we, we gave the spoiler warning. I went into this movie, Flying Saucers. I think that's what most people expected to see. Not this big alien jellyfish type <laughs> creature. That's I mean, sucking up. Yeah. I mean, know. that's not till the end. That's not till close to the end. But, um, oh, yeah. So it keeps, it keeps you guessing. And the mystery, the mystery is great. But you know what? I got to a point. Oh, when was it? Maybe. Was it the alien th- kids? <laughs> no, there was a, a point in the film where I just started to like, I don't know, like I pulled away from the movie a little bit and I was just sat there watching it. And I I don't know, there was a definite lull in the film. And it it I guess mm. it would have been after we get the reveal what is actually going on, because you know, Jordan Peele does great mysteries, and it was good not knowing it was an alien, and it was easy to, to assume that it was going to be a UFO. But there's so much going on in this film. So you mentioned the siblings. We get the opening with Daniel Kaluuya, his dad, or we should call it by his name, OJ. And there's an OJ gag in there. So that's, you know, that's funny. I mean, his name is OJ, and he mainly wears orange. His sister, M, mainly wears green. Well, that was um, pretty interesting. <laughs> anyway. I mean, okay. <laughs> But it's a thing that happens. It is a thing that happens. Like the characters are color coded, almost like Power Rangers. <laughs> like they are, for the most part, sticking to their colors. Anyway, the movie opens, <laughs> and very briefly, we get Keith David in this film playing the dad. I thought he was going to be sticking around for a little bit longer. Nope. <laughs> he dies in the opening. <laughs> nope. <laughs> then later on, we get a bit of a flashback. I thought, oh, we're going to spend some more time with Keith David. No, nope. he's got it. <laughs> It, yeah, no, it was very, it was very brief, but the setup was really good. I mean, you've got this, I mean, generations and generations, Hollywood horses, you know, the dad as, you know, is built up this business. I mean, I love the little details. They worked on the first Scorpion King movie. Hmm. So AJ's wearing a Scorpion King hoodie. There's little details like that, that I really liked, but I've got to be honest, Daniel Kaluuya really sells, like, the expression on his face, like, just screamed, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. It's the family business. It's not what he wants to do. He doesn't want to be on a film set. Yeah, I thought he sold that so well. He was in his eyes. I absolutely felt for this character. I mean, in this movie, there's a there's an assortment of you know quite quite interesting characters, and on one hand, I'm like Daniel Kaluuya's OJ character could come across as maybe being the least interesting, but because of what Kaluuya's doing, and it's so simple, it's you know it's just like you said that expression that he's making, just a blank look a majority of the time, 
there are moments where he's you know there is the whole thing of like you know nope like like yeah i don't want to be here and we're talking more when you know the horrible stuff is happening there's a lot of humor there and towards the end of the movie you're just like oh man he's like a hero like he's like <laughs> you know like you're cheering for for him it's weird how he can somehow just kind of draw you in again even though on paper he's actually the least interesting character but i don't know there's something very captivating and i think it all comes down to his performance like of course i agree is yeah 100% in lesser hands it would like i say it would be the boring character but he is just really delivering any he, he sells it and he's a great contrast to his sister M, played by Kiki Palmer. Yeah, full I of mean, energy. she's turned all the way up to 11, and he's like minus 11. <laughs> like, so they, <laughs> the pairing of them two, oh, man. That, yeah, as siblings, absolutely boring, great chemistry. But there's a lot going on with this movie. And, okay, what I mean by that is we've got the movie, nope. And it's, you know, is it a UFO? Again, we find out it's this big alien. But then within this movie, we've got Stephen Young as Ricky Dupe Park. And then we get this whole story with Gordy. And Jordan Peele does this so well, where just at the sleight of hand, like we're watching one thing, and then all of a sudden we're watching another. But the interest is expressed by M. She's the one that's asking for more information, more information. And then we get sucked in to what we're getting from uh, from Ricky Park or Jupe. And Stephen Young, I've not seen him since Glenn. I remember back when he was Glenn and Walking Dead, which seems like forever ago. So it was really good to see him. But then we get sucked into this world of a was like an 80s american sitcom gordy i mean it gets it, it's pretty wild <laughs> it's pretty wild i mean but i didn't even i didn't even know it was a thing i mean i tried to stay away from this and it turns out i was really successful in not really knowing what was going to be going on like i had no idea this even was going to be a thing since watching the movie turns out there's been things all over the internet for quite a while but I had, yeah. I had no idea it was a thing. I mean, like the opening shot is is of you see pretty much the aftermath of of Gordy's sort of outburst, I guess. And it's sort of like, what what are we watching here? Like, what is this? It's very short. It's a very short snippet of it, almost to the point where I'm like, is this like the new Monkey Paw like intro like kind of thing? Is is that what we're watching? But no, it's it's the movie. And then obviously we revisit it with um, you know, with with Jupes sort of backstory thing i did find like this is where i found the 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 movie sort of taking a bit of a a tangent and i'm i'm still kind of processing even after all this time trying to work out did this work for me or not because i do feel like and i know that like look there's a bigger picture if you if you're looking at all these little elements that are in this movie you know if we were to start talking about like the different themes and stuff and messages within like you know what this movie is trying to trying to tell tell us but i just found like this backstory for dupe's character it's a bit of a sidestep even though it's almost like a little mini movie 
and it's engaging. It is, and it's it, gripping, it, and it's horrifying. Yeah, but it is kind of just like to the point where it, you know, like how I often say, like if you remove this from the movie, do we get the same movie, or do we? If we remove, you know, Stephen Yeun's character from this movie or his whole backstory, does it change the movie? It doesn't. Well, yeah, but I know. But well, but it, it does, and there's no, it doesn't. <laughs> There's, well, it, it does, because, again, it seems like it's just been put in there. Like, we've gone to watch this UFO movie, and now all of a sudden it's an 80s sitcom. Instead of being an alien, it's a, it's a monkey. Yeah. No, look, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, the, the movie's talking about whether we're talking about the alien or the horses or Gordy, the, uh, uh, you know, orangutan. No chimpanzee man i gotta get my apes right chimpanzee <laughs> chimpanzee oh my god terrible see that's it but it's history it's history of penis yeah, well it's you know it's so, about man versus nature in whatever degree when, whether it's a sci-fi when Ju- okay when dupe is a boy right he witnesses how wrong it can go man trying to tame a wild animal yeah. right he witnesses it he survives. His sister on the show gets her face partly ripped off. We see her later on, and she's like, she's at the show. Eventually, she gets sucked mm-hmm. up as well. But he witnesses it, and it goes badly for everybody. Fast forward to the present day. He's then trying to do the exact same thing. He's trying to tame and use a wild animal, in this case, an alien, to make a profit. He learned nothing from the mistakes from his youth, and now he's the one doing it, and not only himself, but everybody else gets taken. And it's it's about that, and there's so many things about the horses in the opening. Don't look it in its eye. Keep, you know, Gordy with the balloons, the horse with the loud noises, don't stand behind it. When we get the, the paparazzi, and he's wearing the reflective helmet, there's so many lines there. What I thought was interesting, the other part where you've got Ricky and everybody's getting sucked up, at that moment in the movie, he states, in one hour, you will leave here having witnessed a spectacle. That (laughs) moment is exactly one hour until the film's end credits. I love that kind of detail. Oh, yeah, okay. Look, that's fun. It's all all tying together. Yeah. Now, look, when, when it comes to, you know, like the, the thematics and stuff, and you've already touched on a few there, you know, of course, like the, the taming of the wild animals and it's like all of these things, I mean, they do overlap thematically and that's why they're there. It's just as a narrative structure, it, it does still feel kind of jarring, you know, in a way where it's sort of like you've got these different stories sort of crossing paths but they are still sort of separated if you know what i mean and and that's just the feeling i had just watching the movie where i was just like like oh why why we experience i just felt the the experience was kind of it was almost like getting elbowed in the ribs whilst watching the movie i was just like oh, yeah. why are we doing this but then obviously I mean, as I do, a whole I, I get it i get what you, you're saying yeah, I mean, look at the movie analyzing it and i'm like you know it's very clever it really is it, it is all one like, story it, it weaves it's all one story like when you get the big the big showdown between m and the alien 
it all takes place at Ricky's place. Like it's it's all connected. Like she's back there. She's in, no, she's but I mean, in the I'll, old west. I'll still ask the same question. You know, like if we actually what and I know it would be a lesser movie in terms of the messaging and like the the impact of like what it's trying to say. But again, if you remove, you know, like Stephen Yun's character's like backstory, if you remove all of that, does the rest of the the narrative actually make sense? Yes. And that's where I'm sort of like, yeah, it's just, it, it's just like, it. I feel like the purpose there needed to be a little bit more required rather than, okay, we're going to kind of give the same message just with a different story. It's like, oh my, okay. And then it's sort of more like, hey, we've got sort of like these anthology things pieced together. And that's, that is fun. But I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it just felt weird. Again, even though, I mean, this this has come up. Was amazing. Was amazing. It it was, but this, but what you're talking about now, and I I can't remember exact films, but it has come up before where you've you've been enjoying something to a point, but then you recognise the character of a moment, and you've been thinking, do you know what? If I remove that character, if I remove that moment, would the film still work? And if the answer is yes, that's a negative for me. Whereas I'm okay to to go with it i mean again like it's it's not occasionally crossing over like the two storylines although at face value do sound extremely different you know a chimpanzee and a sitcom in the 80s an alien in the present day but it's all connected for me and it weaves in and out and and it does work i mean we'll get to it in the rating i'm not saying i absolutely love this film it's not what i'm Mm. saying but it is working for me. In fact, you know, after everybody gets lifted up, so thanks to a bit of trivia I gave before, it's one hour before the end credits. So with an hour left on the film, that's when I felt a bit of a dip. I felt a lull in the film. It did pick up again towards the end, but it's the first time that I've experienced that with one of his films. Yeah, look, I found that as well because we are spending a lot of time on the actual, on the actual ranch. And he, I guess he's a little minor <laughs> other kind of grudge I've got, right? Going with the title and sort of like, you know, the whole thing is like the gag of like the, you know, you've got this character, all these characters that, you know, w- you know, when we watch movies, it's sort of like, why, why do you, you don't want to be in this situation? And so the whole thing is this, you know, especially with OJ, nope. It's like he sees something that it's like, well, this is, no, well, I don't want to be in this situation. I'm saying nope to it. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yet we spend a lot of time with these characters constantly putting themselves in this situation. Like they don't want to leave. And I guess the story behind that is that they're driven by their need to, again, profit from this. They want to capture on on video what this phenomenon is and then and therefore make a profit. Just like just like the other one. So yeah, we've got just these like two stories. Gordy. Just yeah. like the Gordy TV show. All about it's the exactly what happened there. The... There was dangers. Yeah. They kept at it for a profit. And that's what's happening in, in the present day. But yeah, just with just with OJ again, like it was just sort of like his character was meant to be the one smart one just to be like, no, but he was just constantly still there. <laughs> and that kind of kind of grubby. But you're right. We spent a lot of time on the ranch, and I think as we were sort of building towards, you know, like the big plan to, you know, like with the with the big air sort of 
shaky arm clown things and you know like the cameras and stuff I felt like that took a while to sort of get there and and I did feel like the movie really slowed down but it picked up yeah again that that was it does but yeah I definitely well I've said I experienced that as well you know there is more people in this film the character of Angel Torres really liked him as a character he's the tech guy but he's bored he's at work is bored, generally liked this character. He wanted to get involved, his interest in what's going there, bothered by him to begin with, eventually is around enough to just let him stay. I'm not familiar with this actor, Brandon Piera, but he he was really, really good in this. You know, like the whole time watching this guy, um, and again, like, and in, at first sort of just a bit of an annoying character, but you really grow to quite, you know, to, to like him quite a bit as as the movie progresses but i kept getting dave franco vibes off him like the whole time <laughs> dead set was like it wasn't Mate, it's like the hair. it's the hair i knew it i think it's him. the hair i've I seen making, him <laughs> i wasn't making <laughs> yeah. that mistake again <laughs> i looked um, him up afterwards he's not blonde only in this movie so i think right. that definitely adds to the dave franco vibe but again he's got a bit more franco going on as well but yeah i thought he was a good addition because you need that because you've got low energy OJ, high energy M, and he just kind of sits somewhere in the middle and found a way to irritate both of them. So he really <laughs> made up the trio. He needed to be there. That's Absolutely you know needed to be there. You, you know you, what? You're saying trio. Oh, go on, you go. You're saying yep. trio. He is, you know, like on the poster, you've got these three names. I feel like this guy obviously isn't selling as, 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 as good as Steven Yeun. But he's essentially the third main character. And I feel like that needs to be highlighted. This poor bloke. Because he, he is yeah, such a big but, Do you know what? It, yeah, but Stephen Young wins because he's got the Gordy backstory. Oh, That's yeah, how he, he makes the, the trio yeah. in the marketing. You can't forget Gordy. The movie won't let you. It's a part of it. Do you know what? What we've not mentioned. Probably my favourite scene in the film it's in the stables with OJ early on, and it's Stephen Young's kids. Well, his character. <laughs> it's not really Stephen <laughs> Young's kids. You've got Dupe's kids, and they're dressed up as aliens. And I've got to be honest, there's a moment where I literally jumped, and I was watching it, and it's brilliant. You've got OJ, he's out there, it's dark, there's the noises, and he's kind of looking at something dark in, in the distance, and it slowly starts to rise and then moving forward and then drops hanging underneath. And at this point, it could be UFOs. These could be real little green men. Who knows? We don't know what this film's going to be at that point. And yeah, that whole sequence really worked for me. It was played out mm. so well. It it was it was a good sequence. And and I like like you, I suppose, like I'm watching this movie. I know there's gonna be aliens, but to what extent? And what's it going to be like? And then this scene kicks in. And I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be like science. I'm like, we're actually going to see these little green men sort of running around. I dead set thought and that's what was happening. And I was like, holy shit. It was a fun sequence. Um, yeah, this, I mean, I've, I've probably sounded very negative thus far, but this movie has a lot of very visually disturbing sequences. And, and not like, I mean, the gaudy stuff is pretty gory. But really, it's like, you know, like when on, on, on the, you know, the Jupiter's ranch thing, when everyone, all the, all the 
you know, spectators are abducted and, they're, you know, you hear their screams and they're all going up that weird funnel thing and they're getting crushed. Horrific. Like, actually, I'm like, I'll watch this yeah. game. Like, I'm a bit uncomfortable. Like, and I mean, oh, mate, that's the I, power. I'm that's with the you. power that Jordan Peele has to create a scene like that. Just that tension. I mean, that's in this movie. The tension's great and the acting's great to complement it. Yeah, you feel it. But what you were just saying there, when everyone's being sucked up, and they've not yet they've not yet been digested. So when the alien keeps coming back, it's coming down closer. The screams are getting louder and then distant when it moves away again. And it's just there's something awful about knowing that they're still alive in there mm. until think- they're not. But they just that's what all the screaming is. And it's like, oh, it's yeah, it's awful to listen to. It's also because you don't know that that thing's alive. So you just think, oh, maybe yeah, without well, it, yeah, just in a holding thing like in a cage or something and you're just like what and you're still trying to work it out so you've got questions but then you keep hearing them screaming and uh it's, it's weird you know visually the well like when it's in like the flying saucer ufo kind of form and when it's hiding behind the clouds and the cloud isn't moving and then when the ship well when, when what you think is a ship is it, like the way it moves again just there's something very again i go back to science i'm like the way that just very simple yet just like very unnerving very just a creepy way that things move or don't move yeah and it's just like oh yeah you know you've, you've mentioned science twice now you've, you've mentioned it <laughs> twice it's the 20th anniversary so i went back and had a watch of it recently for the first time in such a long time that is a really good film and those aliens when they kind of stop and look at gibson and then move on Gets you every time. Yeah, it's just that. There's a aliens on the roof. Oh, awful, awful. Back to this film. Oh, back to Gordy, actually. You know, just like the film keeps doing. The (laughs) violence, I thought it was played out very well that you didn't really see it, which just made it worse somehow. You just, Mm. Gordy would come back around, he'd have the bloodied hands, Somebody would move, he'd go back and finish them off, and then he'd come into shot again. Yes. And there was just something something about that. I'm glad they did it that way, and you didn't just see all the violence. Again, Less just, is more sometimes. And that just, really like the, just like the people getting sucked up the UFO's butthole thing or mouth or whatever it is. You know, like less exactly. parallels. The, the power of... <laughs> Same approach. The power of allowing us to use our imaginations. But that's the thing when talking horror. Like often, what you don't see is way worse than any gore they're going to put on screen. Yeah, and I mean that's just again just the a testament to the the filmmaking that that's gone into into this. There there is there is great stuff here. Um, but I, I suppose yeah, just overall, it's just it's not as tight <laughs> as I think it needs to be. There's yeah, there's the there were moments though where I was just like, "Am I am I into this? Is this working for me?" But yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the in, the anticipation for watching the film was definitely there for me. Like, it doesn't, it didn't feel like just another horror film. There's just something for me still. Like, I mean, I guess not just for me. For most people, I just I don't know what was going on with my screening. Like, Jordan Peele's clearly still got a big audience. But going to his films, it's like you don't feel like you're just going to watch another horror film. It's like, oh, this is going to be something. This is going to be an event, you know, based on those 
those other movies with with like general yeah. audiences with with general audiences when it comes to like you know like a horror flick i mean i guess let's be honest most people probably want you know to to go and see like that slasher flick or the you know where it's just they know what they're going to get out of a horror movie you know like people running around getting stabbed getting hunted shot killed you know maimed all that kind of stuff whereas this one yeah. even though it is going to you know it clearly is like an elevated kind of horror film the general audience probably isn't really into that and i guess like with like with jordan peele's previous two like they've they've at least been marketed to the point where it's like audiences would know that they're going to get you know that horror element from them you know they're still going to get the fun as well as the elevated horror um and i feel like this one kind of didn't sell that enough and that might have been the that might have been the the, the issue but who knows <laughs> yeah i mean i mean they started they started the marketing for this film about a year ago that's when we first got a poster and so they've been teasing it for a while, but I, I guess a recent comparison, like another horror film that did reach a real, you know, a wider audience, The Black Phone. And that's the type of film where, I mean, they marketed that. I mean, we talked about that shocking trailer where it basically had like an edited version of the whole film. All the things were shown, whereas, you know, some people might find that more appealing and, you know, a younger teenage audience might be more inclined to watch that over over something like this. I'm going to say maybe just one final point, you know, like, of course, Jordan Peele always brings, um, you know, a little bit of commentary or messaging or something to his films. You, you know, there's something to say. Um, and again, I feel like, like this one obviously was doing something a little bit different. You know, we, we talked about like the man versus nature thing. I did like the inclusion, you know, especially like using these characters like the, um, the Haywoods, obviously with their history of working within the film industry and stuff like that, we did get a little bit of a, like a, a history lesson, I guess, on like, you know, the origins of filmmaking and the, I guess like the erasure of, of the of black contributions and stuff in it. I did not know about the, you know, like the first man on film um, was a black man, you know, riding a horse. That was really interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, Wow, like I feel like the biggest yeah, issue I'm not knowing that, and I'm just glad that it's like I didn't know that either. Yeah, but it was cool, and it's just like, yeah, just using a platform to be able to communicate something like that. And I mean, I hopefully people are watching this movie and then they get to learn that. Oh, I mean, there were people who must agree, it was a really good way. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Nobody paid. They paid in my screening. But um, but having M be the character that delivers all that information, and it is so much information, and it is rapid fire, but the actress is clear. She's entertaining, and she really, she really sells it. And you got that she were basically giving the same patter that her dad used to give. Because OJ, again, doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to be doing it, whereas she did, but she didn't get trained. It was very much a boys' club. It was her dad, her brother. She didn't really get a look into. She had to try and find her own way in life. But her and OJ obviously had that really strong connection. Again, performances. We're getting really good performances in this. But I think if we were to do the rating, and if you're going to rate this movie out of five, I'm very 
interested to be honest what you think yeah look honestly i, I walked out of the of, of the screening and you know i was like i felt like i watched a really good movie and there were moments where it was tense i was uncomfortable but then looking back i'm like did i enjoy myself did i have a good time and i felt like not an, there, there wasn't enough in this movie where i was <laughs> to, to be honest it's well made and there's good stuff in this but i think i don't know there's a, there's just a there's just an element of entertainment that also that was missing that i think we definitely got from us and get out and then you know i'd hate to compare to them too but i mean same filmmaker that's that's what we've got it's it's not the best one that he's done it's a good movie still it's a good film i just don't think i loved it i'm going to come in at 3.5 which might seem pretty harsh there is good stuff but i don't think all of it worked for me in this one Yeah, you, you've got me rethinking my score now. I'm going to also come in at a 3.5. I was thinking a 3, but you're right. That is a bit harsh because there's no criticising the filmmaking. It is a very well-made film. It's just moments where... I mean, the big hook is the mystery. And, you know, whether you like or dislike a reveal in a film, obviously can... You know, it's going to have a big influence on on how you view it. But yeah, I went in thinking UFO ends up being an alien. That's okay. And it, it is interesting. The Gordy stuff worked for me. And, you know, I did enjoy the parallels. Great performances. You know, I could say all these really good things, but it is, it is a 3.5. It's a good film. But, you know, mentioning the other films that he's made, Get Out is still the best. Second best, Us. Third. This is third place. Oh, God, he's going but down. But still an incredibly... <laughs> I mean, that's the trajectory, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Change it for the next one. But it's a good film. And at a 3.5 out of 5, it is a recommend. I would recommend this to people, and I have done. But then, you know, the immediate thing is, what is it about? Ooh, can't really say. I mean, you can, you know, say a little bit, but the oh, last man. thing you'd want to do is spoil the experience with somebody. Say- about an alien <laughs> but it, it's a well it's a well-made film it is a well-made film um my wife is also a big fan of jordan peele so i'll be watching it a second time maybe i'll have a different experience with it, knowing exactly what i'm going to be watching but yeah there we go uh, as always we like to close out on some trivia via his Twitter account, Jordan Peele shared the full intro to Gordy's Home shortly after the movie's release, set to Strange Animal by Gowan. The video parodies similar 80s and 90s sitcom intros while also foreshadowing the more sinister events depicted Mm. in the film. And I've seen it. You can go online and watch it. The whole opening title sequence is there to be seen. And this is what I'm saying. Like We got this film after a lot of other countries. So this was all out there, but I completely missed anything to do with Gordy's Home. I, well, I mean, I haven't seen that, so I'll go check that out. That sounds interesting. <laughs> if not and he put it up on Twitter, wasn't hiding it. So there you go. Everybody, 
check it out. But unfortunately, um, I missed all of that, so I still had a nice surprise when watching the film. I enjoyed Gordy more than you did. We know that. That's okay. No, I enjoyed it. It just felt so displaced. But we've covered it. We've covered it. <laughs> we have. We have. We, we don't need to do it again. <laughs> well, that's it for our review of Nope. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Studio Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Prey. And keep an eye out for our next review, Secret Headquarters. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.